Hey there, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in Him and who we are to Him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. episode number 33 and the title of our episode today is what happened to you <laughs> you ever find someone like you're what happened to you you know who is this person this person is this the same person and what we're going to find in this episode is a glimpse at what um it's kind of like a fast forward and song of solomon is this is a beautiful book and it what makes it so cool the story so cool is that it has a bunch of fast forwards and flashbacks and so you're gonna you're gonna see this the story flow like a song but it it, it goes back and forth between between the present, past, and future tense with this girl and her story and of her and the king. And so th- these little glimpses are really, really powerful because, you know, she found him and she, when, she, when she was looking for the king, if you remember a couple episodes back, she was looking for him and she, she looked everywhere. And when she finally found him, she throws her arms around him and she just like, bam, you know, she puts him in her arms and she says, I'm never letting you go. Like, I'm never let, taking you uh, out of my sight. I want to be close to you. I want to be around you. And then she was protective. Like, they make love and she is protective of him. He fell asleep in her arms. Uh, completely safe with her and and when she when she wakes up first and looks at him sleeping she realizes that he has fallen asleep with her and she is providing him a protect protection she's providing him something that she can give him she's protecting that relationship we looked at that last last episode where she put him in protective custody and by the way if you're just joining us on our podcast i want to say thank you and welcome to lakeside and this is a, we're going through the book of song of solomon now it's actually going through a study from a book called solomon's song and you can find that book on amazon or you can find that on at danielstombaugh.com it's a 90-day devotional uh, through God's heart. It's like a look to look at the Song of Solomon day by day and passage by passage. And so we're on chapter number three and verse number six of the Song of Solomon itself. If you're in the book Solomon's Song, it is on day number 33. And so we're just going to roll through here. So you know she is she's woken him up and she's now with him and she's uh, she took him back to where she grew up. And I love this little flashback because in Song of Solomon chapter 3, 6, you know, you're going to see as we go through Song of Solomon chapter 7 and 8, and when you get to chapter 8, you're going to see a lot of what she went through as a child. You're going to see the what she grew up with. And you're going to understand why she was the way she was in chapter 1. You know, when the king brought her into the palace, you know, she was hesitant and she was really, really uh, disturbed, you know, just sad. She was very insecure about her, her own worth and her own value. And up until chapter number three, uh, he is, the king has done nothing but speak to those wounds. He's taken her to places in the kingdom, and he's brought her to vineyards, and he's brought her to these gardens, and he's spoken value, he's spoken uh, healing into these wounds, which is exactly what God does with us. As you walk through this journey with God, uh, what you're going to find is that God's not interested in us staying the same. He's not interested in us staying um, in familiar, and he's not interested in staying in, staying in comfortable mindsets. He's going to continue to allow us to grow in our grace, grow in strength, grow in our identity of what he gave to us when he made us royalty. You know, it's a growing process. The Christian life is a growing process. It's a walk with God. It's a journey. And so what we see in this picture in this book, Song of Solomon, is this beautiful picture of God as the king and us as the bride and, and that relationship uh, being restored day by day by day. 
the king or God speaking value, speaking our identity into us. And identity brings purpose. So as I grow in my identity, I grow in my purpose. And I grow in my purpose, I grow in my understanding of my royalty and my position in Christ. I'm able to look at what God has asked me to do and move forward in that with boldness. So here in chapter number three and verse number six of Song of Solomon, she's making her way back to this place where she grew up in. You know, she's walking with the king and she comes back into this village. Now she left the village one way. You know, she left the village looking a certain way, behaving a certain way, acting a certain way, and just her overall demeanor a certain way. So when she comes back after having been with the king this long, she's taking a step back now to the place where she grew up at. She's looking at faces and places that cause wounds and hurts in her life. And this isn't the same girl. Like this isn't the same broken girl that left here in tears, left here with no self-esteem, left here with no um, understanding of personal worth. She's coming back into the same places that hurt her. And she looks entirely different. And I can't wait to chapter number eight because there's some things about this moment in time that are better explained there. But we're going to look at chapter three and verse number six here and just get the initial look because people now are speaking of her. And they're saying this about her. Who is this that cometh out of the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the powders of the merchants? You know, the bride is returning to her home and the difference in her walk and the difference in her talk and the difference in, you know, her overall expression and the way she carries herself and the look in her eyes, those differences are dramatic. This is not the same girl who left the village and they want to know who or what it was that changed her. This is different. This person is completely different than the person that they knew. And the truth is Solomon changed her from the inside out. I mean, you can take somebody and you can put them in a palace and put them in nice clothing and they're still going to have a broken mindset. What you've got to do is address the inside of that person. It was Harriet Tubman, who is a civil rights activist. And, and she also was someone that, would, that worked in the Underground Railroad. And she said in a statement, she said once, I freed a thousand slaves in my lifetime. And I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew that they were slaves. I freed a thousand slaves in my lifetime. I could have freed a thousand more if only they knew that they were slaves. You know, stone walls do not a prison make or iron bars a cage. That is the, the is a quote from a famous poem. And the statement of that quote is awesome. It's like, you know, our minds can create a prison and mindsets can be broken and mindsets can actually hold you through. You saw this elephant that was at a circus and it was standing with this chain that was tied to a little folding chair. Now, the elephant is dramatically different than the chair, and at any time, the elephant could have charged off and taken the chair with him, but the elephant stayed there. Because ever since that elephant was young, they tied him to a stake, and they let that elephant pull against that stake and pull against that chain as a little tiny elephant until the elephant got into its mind, I can't get away from this stake. When the chain is clipped on my leg, that chain means I'm stuck here. So there's no use of even exerting any effort hour after hour after hour trying to pull away so they tie the elephant by a chain to a folding chair and they leave it standing there and it won't move because its mind has created a prison for it that says, I'm stuck here. So Solomon has changed her from the inside out. It's not a matter of just giving her a better environment. Like you can't give someone who's broken a better environment and say, here, now you got everything right. 
because the mindset that kept me in the bad environment is still there. And that mindset has to be taken down and dismantled carefully and repaired and rebuilt. And so uh, Solomon changed her from the inside out. Every time she came to him and said, I'm not worthy to be here. You know, I'm not like everyone else. Solomon, shh, baby, baby, shh. And he spoke value into her. When she said, my, you know, my skin, it's, it's, it's not like the other, shh. And what he taught her was any time that she looked at herself and saw herself unworthy, he taught her that her focus had shifted from what the king had done for her, and she had placed the focus on what she had done to herself. And when I meet God, when I met God, and what God began to do with me in my Christian life was teach me, the Holy Spirit began to teach me and help me unlearn things that I had learned, unlearn those folding chair moments, you know, those snake moments as an elephant, help me unlearn those things about my value and my identity and my worth to God. And what I saw in myself, when I saw what God had done for me, um, I began to understand that anytime I feel unworthy, I have shifted the focus uh, from what God has done for me. And I put that focus on what I have done to me. So he changed her from the inside out and the king instilled confidence in her and this confidence affected every area of her life in a visible way. Like She came back into that village and she wasn't this broken, scared, little wounded girl anymore. She wasn't the one that they could call names and have her run out of the room in tears. She wasn't the one that carried that stigma of, of just uh, of, a, of a certain reputation. Like she didn't carry this dirt and this grime on her fingernails anymore, and she didn't she didn't carry that stuff on her on her feet, all that slime and sludge that she used to walk through every day, and her feet would get torn up. and And we're gonna look at her feet later on, in chapter seven, in this amazing way. But um, you know, as a girl, her feet would get cut up on these little on the stones and the briars and the thistles. And now when she comes walking back into the village, you know, she's wearing golden slippers, and I can just see her stopping that caravan before it got into the edge of the village and saying, I'm gonna walk from here on out. And there's a purpose why she wanted to walk into the village with the king, why she wanted to walk with him, and why she wanted to come back in that village walking in because she crawled out. She said, I crawled out, I'm walking back in, and she's walking now over the very thing she used to walk through. Like she's walking over and every time her feet would crunch, those golden slippers would crunch on that gravel and on that dirt underneath her feet. What one time she used to walk in, now she is walking over. She's not better than them. She is better than that. She's not better than them. She's better than that. And she's able to look at the people in her life that hurt her and wounded her with a confidence that says, I am not better than you, but I'm better than this. See, you were created a new creature at salvation. And I don't care what people have tried to tell you or tried to put on you or tried to make you feel. And you may have even dropped that identity and left that identity and allowed somebody to come in that relationship between you and the king and convince you that you were not a worthy bride. But God created you a new creature at salvation. And the differences in you now that you have taken his name, they place you in stark contrast to the person that you once were. You know, people who know you, they see the changes in you. And you know what they're doing? They're asking this question, what happened to you? You are not the same person. The differences about you because of Christ will attract people to you who are searching for the source of the difference. They don't know the king, but they're desperate for the changes that only he can bring in their life. 
Let me just say that as you walk back, as God brings you, uh, when you meet God, he's going to allow you to cross paths with people that you used to know. He's going to allow you to cross paths in the places that you used to go. He's going to allow you to cross paths uh, with circumstances and situations and even uh, mindsets and, and things that you were going to say, whoa, deja vu. <laughs> I dealt with this before. And I used to struggle with this. He's going to allow you to come across people who maybe are struggling with the things that you used to struggle with. But understand this, that you are able to look them in the eye and say, I'm different. I used to be involved with this, but I'm not anymore because I met the king and the king has repaired my identity. I no longer need this in order to fit in. You know, I used to work with a drug addiction program. And one thing I noticed is that when people f- would find God, they get so excited. They want to run back into the drug dens and they want to tell their friends about what they found in God. And before long, they found themselves taking hits and slip, sleeping on the couch and just kind of uh, out there again, you know, back in the environment in the very lifestyle that they said that God freed them from. They'd be back in that. And what happens is the king, if you notice this, uh, this chapter here, chapter three and verse number six, there's a beauty in this, in the fact that the king didn't just take her the minute he made a royalty, he didn't put a robe on her and say, let's go back to the village. Because all he would have been doing is taking a shepherd girl back to a village, and the only difference is now she's going to crawl back in with a robe that's going to get dirty. No, she spent time with him. She spent time learning who she was to him and learning who she was in him before she was able to take a step back. And let me just say, if you are brand new to God and you have found him and your soul loveth, man, you're just like, I'm in love with God. I want everyone to know about this. Man, if you do not understand clearly who you are yet in him and who you are to Christ, your value is still kind of uh, out there on other people's approval. And you're just kind of like, oh, I just want people to think well of me. And deep down inside, that's what you want. You haven't established that with God. Man, there's nothing wrong with saying, I found God. I'm excited to tell someone about that, but I'm going to find out more about him myself. I'm going to take some time and just learn him for me. Like I'm going to learn him for me. And the people that would come through the drug addiction program that did the best with no relapses are the people that took time to really walk out this thing with faith. They took time to separate themselves and just say, I'm going to just learn from God and I'm going to, I'm going to get along with him and I'm going to learn out who he is. And they would take the time to study to get strong in their identity. And man, when they came around the situations and the circumstances that used to pull at them, they didn't find themselves caving just to get someone to think they were okay. And oh, I'll listen to you now because you're just like me. No, no, no. It wasn't anything like that. They were able to stand up firmly and they say, you know what? I don't need this anymore, guys. I don't need this. Like, man, I found something. And the people that saw them coming back into those, those dives or back into those neighborhoods and back into the streets, they said, man, who is this guy? Who is this lady? They're completely different. Everything about them has changed. Man, I, 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 on the Facebook page, I put a picture once um, of myself, uh, my last year um, before the, and the year before I met God, like the year before I met him for who he was. And I, I posted a picture of that. And then I posted a picture of the day of the time shortly after I met him. And the differences are strike, just stark and just drastic. You look at him going, whoa, is this the same guy? I mean, everything about me physically uh, seemed to change because I, I met someone. He changed me. It was a what happened to you type a moment. Man, if you found God, you found him whom your soul loveth, I'm so glad, man. Grab him. Don't let him go. Learn of him. Follow him. Stay with him. Walk with him. Say, Holy Spirit, teach me about who you are. Let me learn who you are. Man, just teach me about who I am to you and walk with him and then let God direct your steps, man. Don't just run back to the village. Let that be a flashback. Let that be a flash forward, rather. Uh, th- those, let, this, let the moments in your mind, let that be something that God brings to you in his time. Don't be in such a hurry to rush out there and run away from who the 
the king because he's still constru- he's still uh, adding construction pieces to your heart. He's still repairing you. He's still building you. And this is only in chapter 3 and verse number 6. There's eight chapters of this story. And so uh, we're going to see some more building. We're going to see some more relationship building between the two of them. But it's awesome to see this little flash forward in the future because she's stepping into this village and she's saying, look, this is who I am. Uh, the king has built me. The king has strengthened me. The king has made me strong in him. And I can't wait to show people. And by the way, it's awesome if God is, when you meet him, he does put a burden on your heart, man. He puts a burden on your heart for people and relationships and things that you had to leave in the past. He puts those things in your heart and says, hey, uh, I, I, you have something of value. And ultimately, he allows you to be displayed in those situations, circumstances, because he wants other people to see what he can truly do with the heart. And your heart is awesome. That's why I say at the end of every episode, make sure you smile because... You know, the smile comes from a source, and your source is Christ. And just even the simple act of a smile is giving away something, it's giving away a difference that the world doesn't seem to have. Man, who is this that cometh out of the wilderness? Like the pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense. Man, the environment changes like a scented candle, like the environment changes. When you walk in the room, the environment will change visibly. And people are asking that. Looking at you in your life, what could, what could you tell people about the changes in your life? Or what could you tell them about the source of those changes? That's awesome. It's awesome. Man, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me as we go through our life and we God gives us those opportunities to step in Him and walk in Him and to take Him to other places. And I love this, uh, the next episode. We're getting to episode number 34 is coming up next. And episode 34 deals with that darkness, that time when when everything's dark around you. And if, you, if you're going through a period of season or life where everything seems dark, Man, I encourage you to tune in next week. Click subscribe if you're listening on Podbean or on iTunes. Uh, click subscribe and follow. And uh, make sure you catch next episode because it is awesome. It speaks to the darkness that we go through. I hope you have a, you've enjoyed it today. Hope you have a fantastic day today. Make sure you smile and give away your source. Uh, the world is hungry for your source. You have it. Give it away. God bless you.